0: Hello, you beautiful people. My name is Davi Vieira. I'm joined by my co-host, Charlie Medeiros. Welcome to the Redox Cinema Podcast. (music) And finally, finally, we are back and we apologize for taking so long to release another episode. I just want to explain why we've been gone for, I'd say a month yeah um yeah um so first with me um i was working on a personal project that took a lot of my time and um i just had to put that as my number one priority so i was consuming a lot of time with that project and then when we were about to record (laughs) an episode charlie you can explain i got the covid
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh kind of lucked out with timing though because you know my quarantine ended right in time to watch spider-man so that's what this episode's for (laughs) (laughs) if you couldn't (laughs) tell by the title but yeah man i got lucky i really did i got really lucky i'm feeling fine now Mm -hmm. feeling good Uh, It was a little rough in the beginning but thankfully ended right in time so i could watch spider-man on opening night and what an experience that was. What an experience. And Charlie, thank God you're feeling better.
0: Y'all, I know it's crazy right now. A lot of cases going up. I just wanna say, stay safe y'all, stay healthy, drink a lot of water, sanitize, Absolutely. take a shower. Yeah, <laughs> it's <no> joke. <laughs> Cause yeah, cases are going up and also, you know, it's the holidays, so it happens.
1: But yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, man. <laughs> oh, man. The, by far, well, yeah, by far the most anticipated movie of the year, oh, yeah. I think oh yeah and it was uh, one heck of an experience and if you're a Spider-Man fan this movie will just it will do all the service that you've ever wanted from a Spider-Man fa- like movie all the fan service <laughs> possible and yeah it leaves a mark it's it's a good like it's a good like homage to Spider-Man fans and if and for people who have watched since the very beginning in 2002 with you know spider-man with toby Maguire and willem Dafoe, like you get to see those villains return and, and it's it's something else it's it's really a great experience yeah, it was an
0: insane theater experience we'll get into that soon but first um a couple days before the the premiere um we asked you guys on our instagram at redox cinema if you guys are not following us follow us at redox cinema on instagram and we asked you guys to comment um some predictions and some theories that you guys thought about the film and what you guys were thinking coming into the film. I mean, some of you guys were saying, um,
1: uh, what did it say? Hold on. Let me do Dude, dudes. My shots uh, just put like a bunch of mind blown emojis. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? After watching the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we did off, we did ask people as well, like after the movie came out to like, just post your reactions. Mm-hmm. So we have a mixture of like reactions slash like, you know, theories and stuff be- from before. Yeah. So, so we had to know who said it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> Drew C. Norris, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Oh yeah, there was just there was just a lot of reactions. Um, Sam, your cousin, he you said he loved it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. A month, two thousand one. It was amazing. Uh, literally, like I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of people like who posted their reactions. They didn't really have much to say, and I think that's kind of how you leave this movie. Mm-hmm just kind of like blown away cuz your expectations you know were exceeded over yeah, yeah. they over exceeded everyone's expectations i believe and it was just you you leave the movie kind of speechless and kind of like wow i mm-hmm. just i actually just witnessed that i, I first want to start off with uh, my expectations
0: you know coming in and what i thought about this film before prior to seeing this film right um i think my big my like what i really wanted to see was of a character development you yeah. know uh, uh, uh but the development of where we saw uh tom holland's peter parker um, balance the life of being spider-man versus being peter parker and how that affects his personal life and how he goes about that as being spider-man versus trying to be peter parker peter parker and i think that's what that was i think the main purpose of this film to show how hard it really is to balance a life of a hero right. when you're literally a teenage boy living in the city and where you strive to, you know, go to college, finish high school and do things that, you know, people would say regular teenage people do. And I think that was, I think the main purpose when writing the script. Um, and that's what we got um, with this film. So that was my big, like, Ooh, I hope this is what I get. And, right. I, and I got that. Mm-hmm. And what about for you? I mean, what were some expectations for you coming in?
1: Um, I think I had some s- kind of unrealistic expectations of this movie going in, mm-hmm. in terms of like n- not not really unrealistic like a, like they're not like it can't be done, but unrealistic for this movie in particular because mm-hmm. I think that it just doesn't fit in this trilogy all of a sudden, but it will fit in maybe future movies. The thing that I've been wanting to see from Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man for a long time is his interaction with the people of New York. Mm. Because Spider-Man and New York City go hand in hand and it's like iconic it's it's his city and mm-hmm. it's you know he protects the people of that city and he cares deeply for the people of the city. We haven't seen that from Tom Holland's version. That's true. Briefly in the beginning of like Spider-Man Homecoming we see a little bit of that of him, like protecting New York. People in New York being like, "Hey, Spidey, do a flip or whatever," you know. But uh, that's that's pretty much all we've gotten. Besides mm-hmm. that, you know, he travels and he goes to like Italy mm-hmm. in Far Far From Home, and he's like out and about in Europe. He goes to Holland, all these places, and this movie does take place, all of it, pretty much in New York, I believe. Um, but we, I still didn't get that that feeling. Of, this is the protector of New York City kind of how you get that feeling of Batman is the protector of Gotham Gotham. you know Uh, we didn't get that I don't think until the very end of this movie which now leading into you know the future spider-man films with Tom Holland which Kevin Feige has confirmed spider-man 4 is in the early stages of production So I think we're gonna get a different version of Peter Parker that I am going to hopefully connect to more and like better because it's similar to the versions of Spider Man that we've gotten with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of what Tom is dealing with in these in in his trilogy is like teenager stuff, right? Like I like this girl, the girl doesn't like me. Like th- this is stuff where we can connect to, and obviously, like Spider Man's a teenager. Mm-hmm. And this is the story they should be telling with this version. But I want to see um, a Spider-Man that can, can go it alone a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, based off of events that happen in this movie, that's where it's headed. And mm-hmm. I think I'm more excited for the future of Tom Holland's Spider-Man than I am for what happened in this trilogy or even what happened in this movie. Even though there's some moments in this movie where i'm like oh my god you know (laughs) like it's great like there are moments in this movie that are really great and you know it's a it's an it's it's just a love letter to the fans of of spider-man it's a love letter definitely and and we'll talk about that more in our spoiler section of this episode yeah right now this section we're keeping it spoiler free you know some people might think we already spoiled some stuff potentially Potentially, but i mean like we apologize unfortunately this is the kind of movie um that you you kind of have to watch it on opening night yeah because there's no way around the spoilers after that Mm -hmm. personally i got spoiled on some major things before watching the movie on youtube of all places bro like not even twitter twitter's the place where like you're gonna see spoilers all the time yeah instagram potentially no youtube youtube suggestions on my homepage was literally just thumbnails of blatant spoilers. And I was like, oh my God, no, go ahead and get away. And then I would have to hit like not interested. I had to do that 10 times because they would keep popping up. I don't know why they kept suggesting stuff like that for me. Maybe it was because I downloaded a lot of uh, footage from all the Spider Man movies to make the reel that people commented on this. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just suggesting re- like Spider Man stuff and then that was the latest, you know, stuff that was getting uploaded. Yeah. It was very unfortunate, but I only saw like, you know, I would just see the the, the thumbnail and then I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know. <laughs> so th- that's funny cuz that um that actually happened with me and what
0: I did, I t- I went <laughs> I kind of forced it, but I deleted the Twitter app um on Monday. <laughs> I deleted okay. it. And I was like, yo, I'm because Monday was a premiere. Right. And I was a, a premiere in LA and I was like, bro, I there's no way I'm going to go through the app because i know that if i refresh my my just my feed i know that i'm gonna get spoiled i'm gonna get it spoiled so i deleted my twitter app and then i went about you know my day tuesday was fine and then on went i think it was wednesday you texted me in the morning and you were like bro i'm getting it spoiled on youtube i go to the youtube app i refresh the page the first thing that pops up the first video is a footage is a someone recording a video of what's going on in the in the Uh, film is a spoiler from the film. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you literally just texted me. I go to YouTube, I refresh the page, and I get it. That's nothing. They out here here tracking us, man. I'm just saying. (laughs) Of course (laughs) now
1: I'm like going back and actually like watching those videos on purpose. Yeah, (laughs) now Because I wanna see the I want to see it again. And it's
0: so funny now because after I watched we watched it, my TikTok feed is just (laughs) spectrum.
1: Yeah. Yo, the fans are ruthless though. Like they're they don't care because this is like one of like, uh, oh man, like we, we I don't want to spoil too much, not in this section of the podcast, but like it's a movie you have to see on opening night because there's there's something in this movie that's like never been done before, Mm -hmm. especially for Marvel. And you know, they just deliver on some fan service that is, we've never seen Mm -hmm. anybody do before. And like, of course, rightfully so the fans go wild they're excited about it and they can't contain themselves they're gonna post about it so if you didn't watch this on opening night or you know the thursday previews or friday going into saturday it's likely that it's already already spoiled spoiled
0: to you 100 percent, unless you literally delete every social media app yeah known to man that you're on and i think you can
1: escape from it but if you don't delete or log off you're gonna get it spoiled yeah or if you're like you know we brought a friend with us to the theater that hasn't been in years he hasn't gone to see a movie in the theaters in years and this and this was his first experience back Mm -hmm. and it was one hell of an experience for him i know because he didn't really know what was coming i mean i told him what the rumors were for this Mm -hmm. movie so Mm -hmm. and he had heard those before too but yeah, if you haven't been to the theaters in like two years because of the pandemic, and this is your first time stepping your foot back into the theaters to watch Spider Man, it's gonna be one hell of a ride for you. Yeah, it's a hell of a way to come back to theaters. Let me tell you, and you're not gonna have another experience like it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. With for a while, I for think a while. for a while, yeah, maybe while. we'll. I think we'll get something in the future, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> but it, it's hard. It's gonna be hard to beat this one. Um,
0: one thing I I, I gotta say, two things. Um. Gotta gotta congratulate Marvel. I mean, what they do, they just know how to do fan service. They just know they're so good at it. Yeah. And they can, right? Because they got money. Yeah, know? oh no. <laughs> so who's gonna say no? Sony and Marvel <laughs> you know? but it's like it's Sony Disney working together on this. Right. It's two studios working on it. So I think they got even more money like to work right. on it. So
1: right. and I and I can make some comments later actually. It's a good point that you brought up Disney thing because I felt the hand of Disney over this movie very very strongly Mm -hmm. in the first couple of acts Mm -hmm. um as compared to you know the other the other versions of spider-man that we got with sam raimi and mark webb's versions like that was when sony was doing their own thing in Mm -hmm. association with marvel yeah but now that's marvel studios and they have a you know disney owns them i feel like there are some things in there that's just like you feel like it's very disnified, if that's even a word that <laughs> I can <could> use. <laughs> that's a new term right there. It's Disney-fied. a new term, but um yeah. Though I, I will I will I will have my critiques later on and I have many of them. But yeah. that's only because I love the character so much and I want to see the best possible for Spider Man and the Spider Man franchise. Um like you said before, the movie's not perfect. Yeah. You leave the movie being like, This is perfect you know, because Mm -hmm. of being a fan and the fan service that they deliver. And the the thing is to not have your, like, in terms of what we we do here on the podcast, which is talk about and review movies, what they were doing, what they did that was successful, what we think they could improve on. You know, we're basically judging these films. When it comes to that, you have to be objective and kind of forget about, you know, the fan service and all this stuff and be like, okay, what did this movie actually do? And judge it based on that. And based on that, it is a film that has many, many flaws that will be completely looked over by fans because what they deliver in the third act of this movie. That third act was wild. Is just Yeah. It's it's nothing that you've seen before mm-hmm. from other Marvel films. So
0: Yeah. I know that might have been triggering for some people, but I, I think it's what Charlie's saying is right. Um, I think I, I think as, as a reviewer, as myself, who watches a lot of films, I, I think, I won't say it's my duty, but I, I would just want, I, I look, you know, you have to judge the film, you know, accordingly to how, of your scale and how you see a film. Right. And, you know, I have a scale that the way I judge films, we all have it because we all have different perceptions. We all view art differently. Everyone has different opinions, but yeah. Um, I think coming into this film, I, kn- I knew, I just knew, I was like, yo, this is going to, it's going to be a very emotional ride <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people. Right. And I think a lot of like con not like big statements are going to be made after watching this film. And uh-huh, they, yeah. and they were, and they, they were, 100%. they got some people were saying it's the greatest film they've ever seen. People saying, um, greatest superhero movie. And I'm, I'm not saying that they're wrong. They can say that. Right. They, they have can, their, opinion. they have their yeah. opinion. right do I think it's the greatest film of all time no do I think it's the greatest superhero film of all time no yeah (laughs) you know but do I think it's a good film yes oh my gosh did I love this film yes I did yeah I really loved it I enjoyed it did I love it even more because I saw it on opening night
1: yes in IMAX too yeah
0: exactly there is a lot of factors that play in Watching a film, it's I'm gonna bring it up again. It's just like Dune, where someone watched yep. Dune at home versus someone who watched Dune in theaters. Mm-hmm. There is a different factor, a different element that always plays a role in how
1: you view art for the first time, exactly. Yeah, and then and like you can see this movie 100% just because it's it, I know it's like it's Spider Man, so. Obviously, no. No streaming release. Mm-hmm. Oh, no like it, not acceptable. No, it's not. But especially for this one. Oh yeah. No. Especially for this one. Because the way that the crowd was engaged throughout the the movie, uh, you won't get that from a home experience. You just won't. And you can see like the love that people have for this character and for these movies based on the fact that I was up until three o'clock in the morning trying to buy the tickets oh, every goodness. single theater's website was down when they released the tickets we were texting each other we were facetiming each other (laughs) and we were both like in a queue and it would say like oh seven minutes in the wait line and and then it would be like oh now it's an hour an hour (laughs) and then now it's like two hours came to 3 a.m i was like fuck this i'm done like (laughs) i'm not i woke up it was like 10 o'clock in the morning that day i didn't work i didn't have work and then i checked in on the app again and all the seats were gone except for the very like front front few rows in the mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. and we were like what the hell happened uh, yeah. bro how did people get tickets and you remember I was I was like on the AMC were one of the app first people to get on the app before midnight before they released it I was already in there like allowed to select the tickets and when I was trying to check out it kept failing and saying like oh, can't no. process your order Damn. but we had a lot of people with us we bought out an entire row basically yeah yeah we sat really close to the front and honestly it wasn't really it wasn't bad like it, I really it was pretty it. good
0: yeah where we s- well it wasn't like front row we were like four four yeah, rows
1: behind f- four rows behind the front row it was like it was close enough where it was like starting to feel a little bit weird but far back enough that it was like okay this actually isn't terrible mm-hmm. you yeah. know so it, it was an enjoyable experience obviously if this was an actual IMAX theater, because actually, think about it now, that theater that we're in is LIMAX for sure. Yeah. Because sitting that close and noticing how my neck wasn't breaking, I realized the screen size is not nearly close <laughs> no, enough to not. what IMAX is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're nitpicking there. Yeah. It, it, it was fine. Like mm-hmm. if you're gonna sit front rows to this movie, I'd say still go because right now, it's it's Saturday, December eighteenth when we're recording this and. The movie came out on Thursday, and it's still really hard to get tickets. It is really hard, and so I think before we get into like really into
0: the spoilers and and you know our like full opinions on what we thought about it, I, I wanna I wanna talk about the box office, yeah, and how this film is performing.
1: Go ahead. So it's nuts.
0: So right now, y'all, we're recording this on a sat. This is Saturday. This is Saturday, December. What day is it today, bro?
1: Eighteenth. Oh, uh, the movie's only been out for you know a little over. 48 hours or so. Exactly.
0: So I'm talking domestic box office. Domestic box office means um, in the U.S. In the U.S. only. Yep. And so as of today, the film has already grossed $121.5 million.
1: It's the highest of the pandemic. Yes.
0: On a Friday night. And that's the second biggest opening day of all time under Avengers Endgame. And it's close too. And it's close, uh, so for Endgame, it grossed 157 million. Yep. Um, opening day, so opening day, they count Thursday previews and Friday and they bring them together. Yeah, that's opening day. Yep, if you guys sense. are not aware, we guys know, but like that's what opening is Thursday and Friday. So, if you guys want to know what Thursday was, so Thursday previews that's what they call it, uh, generated 50 million. So, they got the 50 million, and then adding it together in total is 121 million on just on Friday. And they're projecting by the end of this weekend to make two hundred and fifty million
1: or more. <laughs> it's just nuts because, like, I mean, yeah, it's crazy what the pandemic has done in terms of box office numbers for us to be reacting this way. Because, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, these would be regular numbers for Marvel or for most movies. I wouldn't even say those are regular numbers. Those are record-breaking writers. right right right. but nobody would be like phased we're surprised because it's mm-hmm. still happening yeah, during exactly. a pandemic during mm-hmm. a new variant and cases rising like crazy mm-hmm. people are like "Nah, i don't care like i'm gonna go watch the movie you know mm-hmm. they got their priorities straight i don't blame them for <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> they said. but dude like i'm per- so you said 120 million on the first day right on the first day the first day yeah that's i'm pretty sure that's about as much as no time to die made in the whole their whole like theater yeah theatrical release which they were before this movie they were the highest grossing film of the entire pandemic worldwide and then domestically was black widow okay but still look at that that's just insane that's nuts it's gonna double what those movies did yeah in one day and one week one day one and, day and then dude. you got the weekend
0: as well to count um and if you guys oh are wondering God. for worldwide totals um by the end of this weekend they're projecting over five hundred million. Yeah. So
1: yeah. <laughs> at yeah the box they, they, they made their money back already on it. No, yeah, they'll make their money that? back. I, I think. I
0: think they spent. Uh, if, don't quote me on this, but I think they spent two hundred million on marketing. Okay. Um, so I don't know how and much the, the budget was, but I, I think on look, marketing it was two hundred million. I'll pull
1: up the budget. Um, but yeah,
0: so that's how much was spent on marketing. I think budget was like what, probably one hundred eighty million. That's usually how much they for a Marvel film how much they spent like this would be higher Do you know. think it's higher uh,
1: wow it was a hundred million okay okay I don't know how they did that yeah I don't know how they did that
0: with a hundred million dollars shout out Sony and Marvel good job oh and also because of the deal they both finance and they help
1: yeah with all this stuff so but I'm just saying because of the amount of actors that they had to bring back with all the villains and everyone like just yeah. paying those salaries and Everything across the board, visual effects, everything, marketing, hundred million dollars. Well, $100 million is their budget, not including marketing, yeah, not and distribution. So let's say they spent like two hundred and something million. They made their money back. Yeah, because I think in total what three hundred million? Because I said two hundred million. Yeah. So three hundred. So million. they made they just br- they basically after this weekend just broke even, mm-hmm. and they're gonna make a profit. It's gonna be like the first movie basically to make a profit <laughs> in this <laughs> pandemic, pretty much. Yeah so wow that's yeah that's goes to show you know the impact that this this movie has i think my opinion i think spider-man is the most popular superhero like in the world ever i agree right i'm i'm with you on that. maybe superman technically on a technicality Mm -hmm. because he's like very well known but like in terms of like popularity and like people showing up to you know the films i think
0: different i I just think among like all like all different types of cultures yeah i think spider-man resonates with all cultures
1: oh yeah and like a lot of the fan reaction videos i've seen were like abroad they weren't even in the u.s like people just going off in the theater like one of my favorite clips that i saw on tiktok which is you know a spoiler Mm -hmm. um a moment in the movie it's like in a in a theater in france people are going crazy dude nuts and yeah he's like a character that's just beloved all around the world and It's really great to see it's a fun time i definitely recommend watching this movie and with that being said before we head into spoiler talk do you think we should give a rating now or should we make them wait for a rating after spoilers
0: that's a really good question yeah maybe we can do it now let's just do it now let's do it now Um,
1: just in case you haven't seen it yet before we go into spoilers we'll give our review our official numbers and then we're going to go into spoiler talk okay david you go first yeah i'll go first okay
0: so with everything that's already been said, uh, I'm gonna restate my, my uh, what is it? My purpose, I don't know, my statement. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so like I said, I thought, I, I loved this film. Um, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, he is my favorite hero. I, I love him so much, I just love the character. Right. Um, and this film, you know, brought all the emotions to me. You know, you're gonna get, if you're a big Spider-Man fan, you're gonna get emotional, I got emotional i was happy i was excited i felt all the emotions in this film um i thought the film did what it needed to do um yes like charlie said there is flaws with this film that um can maybe doesn't need to be corrected or could be corrected but i think what they did was what they needed to do you know they they, they got it yeah and i want to congratulate feige uh john watts and amy pascal they are brilliant what they've done with this and controlling the direction of this character and what it's going to hold for the future they i think they're going in the right direction and i appreciate that so much and we and like i said before we got i what i wanted was what i i was received and i just wanted to see tom holland spider-man battle that 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 battle of um the group, know, <laughs> the group of
1: villains. The group of villains. Old villains from all the other movies.
0: But not just that. I, I, like I would say, like the, the villains, but not just that, but he had a, the battle with himself. Right. And balancing personal life versus Spider-Man life. Absolutely. And I wanted to see that, and I got that. And then I think just bringing in the villains added just more, you know, added the cherry on top for me. Right. And, um, all right, With that being said, um, I'm going to give Spider-Man No Way Home. And
1: eight out of ten. Wow, I thought you were gonna go higher. I going to lie, you said some really good things. About um, yeah, I mean, this movie is three generations of Spider-Man coming together into one. You have Tom Holland, who's doing a fantastic job, playing mm-hmm. both Peter Parker and Spider-Man, and you have the villains, classic villains: Doc Ock. You have Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. You have um, You know, Electro All of these people coming back And he has to face them all And I feel like they You know, they It's, it's very much still a Marvel movie It follows that Marvel formula And that's something that I'm trying to Still get a claim to when it comes to Spider-Man, because I grew up Watching Tobey Maguire on screen be Spider-Man With Sam Raimi's vision mm-hmm. And I thought his vision is very unique because he took something that was, you know, he took something from the comics and made it his own. Whereas right now they they are doing that as well, but it still has like, you know, very much the Marvel comic booky feel whatever to it. Regardless, it's great. If you're growing up with Tom Holland as your Spider-Man for your generation, I would not be upset. This he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. The cast incredible willem dafoe in this movie <sighs> oh my willem gosh. dafoe in this movie is oh amazing my yes and he was amazing as green goblin in the first spider-man film um yeah he just comes back and like just steals a show as well uh great dynamic between everybody else you know uh ned and um mj they like just the the friendship dynamic in this movie is very strong stronger than i feel than In the other films. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like. Tension between like friendship. And like what. You know. The battle of Peter being Spider-Man. And his friends wanting to get into college. And them trying to go to college together. And this whole thing like. It's very much like teenager stuff. And you know. I liked how they delivered it. With that being said. There are flaws in this film. Many many flaws. um, That we will get into. When we talk about spoilers. (laughs) Because I can't just mention it without spoilers i agree around the same score as you about an eight out of ten yeah, between an eight and an eight and a half yeah i, w- I would I would, I, I would give that extra half because of what they what they did for fan service oh yeah no, no yeah it kind of sure. i i kind of was just, just sitting there with my mouth open like jaw dropped and i was like <laughs> oh, yeah i was like is this really happening right now mm-hmm. you know so eight mm-hmm. out of ten that's uh, good i guess now we can go into the meat and potatoes of it all. <laughs> we now introduce the segment of this episode, Spoilers! This section of our episode contains spoilers. Proceed with caution. We are not responsible for crying, complaining, whining, or any other side effect that may result from listening to this segment of the episode. If you believe you or a loved one is in danger of having this movie or show spoiled to you, stop now and immediately book your ticket for the next showing of this film.
0: Alright, so... <laughs> as you guys know, we were all aware... On who was going to show up. This is the spoiler part. (laughs) Spoiler warning. (laughs) We were all aware on who was going to show up. But before we get on that, um,
1: Daredevil showed up. (laughs) Yeah. Although I kind of feel like that was just, (laughs) that was just Marvel just being like, yeah, just because we can. Because he was there for two seconds. Yeah.
0: No, I I think they did that just to show like, hey, he's in this world and we're working on something with him. So here you go. I think, and I think that the the Daredevil series on Netflix, uh, which was originally on Netflix, um, I think they're canon now. Should Are they canon? I think so. I think they're canon. I think I, it is. Yeah. So I think that was the purpose. Just yeah. to show like, yo, he's here. He's in this universe. And we got him. We got him. Yeah.
1: And he's coming up next. Yeah. I think that was the high. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I think that was like, uh, it, it was cool to see him like show up and how they now cross over, you know, from uh a show that was a marvel show on Netflix before Disney Plus was a thing mm-hmm. and to now him being in the MCU and people like fans were begging for him to to remain as Daredevil cuz they really liked his performance i did not um i did not get to watch that show but uh i didn't get to watch that show but um i did see hear some people when we were leaving the theater saying like oh he was the highlight of the whole thing i was like what (laughs) what do you mean he's the highlight of the whole thing the whole wait you heard people say that i did i did i hear i heard a couple people saying like oh daredevil was the highlight of the movie i was like bro he was in there for literally a minute literally a minute talking about how he's a lawyer which yeah yeah he's like he's like you're gonna gonna need (laughs) a good lawyer essentially (laughs)
0: but like what Yeah, that so one know. minute was the highlight of the film for y'all Come i was on, like did you guys not
1: here, see like the, the last like 40 minutes <laughs> get out <laughs> go to bed take a nap <laughs> yeah but i think i think it's valuable for us to uh also pick up like talk about where this movie picks up which okay. is it, this movie picks up immediately after far from home mm-hmm. and it's literally that exact same sequence where peter is looking he's dressed up in the spider-man suit so he's looking at the at this billboard and it's, you know, the Daily Bugle live and they reveal his identity to the world. And that's what he's battling with now is the fact that everybody knows that he, Peter Parker, is Spider-Man and his identity is compromised. And now he's trying to escape it all. And he runs to our friend, Dr. Strange for some help (laughs) (laughs) because that is the epitome of Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man, which is my first critique of this movie. He always needs help he always needs somebody to save his ass mm-hmm. whether it's iron man whether it's doctor strange or whether it's you know we'll talk about them in a few <laughs> <laughs> but he can and i get it i get it this version of peter parker is just a kid and he's battling through stuff and he's you know learning he has to learn and it's a coming of age story and he's mm-hmm. learning to deal with things and he's always having to have uh, people that he looks up to or adults, like, basically saving his ass. Yeah. Because he's making stupid mistakes all the time. But here's my biggest problem with this movie. I found it hard. Like, I f- it, it, it wasn't believable to me that this character of Peter Parker could basically come from far from home, where he trusted uh, Mysterio's character. Mm-hmm. Believed in him, everything, gave him away, you know, Edith, the glasses that Tony Stark gave him, which has all these powers, all these abilities. And then he comes into this movie and falls for the same trap again yeah. from heroes, like or from, from villains, and he's like, you know what? I think there's good in them, I wanna help them. And like, I just don't think that that's a believable aspect of, of this film. You're telling me that this character essentially learned nothing from what just happened to him with mysterio i understand that things happen very very quickly because the progression is like it ends he saved a day in far from home and then immediately in this movie it's like his identity is compromised, and he's just kind of trying to run away from it all and escape and you know he just tries to walk through the halls in school and everybody is like giving him attention his teachers are sucking up to him they have like a a wall with like decorations of Spider Man and trophies, and this, this, and that. And, like, yeah, do whatever you want, like, swing through mm-hmm. the halls if you want, crawl, whatever. <laughs> so, like, he's just trying to live this normal life. But I feel like, if anything, he should have walked away with that lesson of I shouldn't just be gullible and trust mm-hmm. these villains. Although, I the, the whole point of it is, you know, Peter Parker has a big heart, mm-hmm. he's always trying to look for the best, but I just He's so gullible.
0: I think it should have progressed to that. Yeah, I think it. I think it did progress to it, but I think in the, I think in the beginning of the film, I think they kind of shut. They should have played a little bit more with it, like Mm -hmm. kind of make him a little bit more paranoid. Yeah, if that kind of makes, I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, in a sense where he has trust issues. Right. Because if I'm, I mean, if I'm Spider Man in that, in that, if I'm Spider Man, when that happens, I would be so paranoid. I'd be looking around like, bro, who, like, who do I trust?
1: exactly so i mean but he knows he can trust his friends yeah yeah right which is what he's doing he's just hanging out with ned and with mj and just trying to run away from all this stuff but as soon as you know the Doc villain show, yeah exactly shows up on the bridge and so does the goblin everything electro his first instinct is like i want to help these people and i'm like what what do you mean like you're spider-man like they're super villains you're supposed to kick their ass like that's the whole, that's the whole mm-hmm. point i understand that they played with they're trying to play with a different aspect of like ah this kid has a big heart and you like you know mm-hmm. he doesn't just want to you know be this hero that kicks everyone's butt or whatever mm-hmm. and like destroys them he wants to actually like change their lives mm-hmm. i get that i thought that was different i thought that was interesting and honestly that's like that's always what spider-man is he never really kills his enemies, right? He's always trying to persuade them to turn to good. Um, I just thought that I just thought that the way that it was done was like it, it was a little not believable, the fact that he just got betrayed by someone like that and then all of a sudden his first instinct is to try to help them again. <laughs> yeah, I I, you know, I, I, I feel I, like he should have been in his head more like, No, I'm going to kill you because I just was betrayed by someone that I thought I could trust. mm mm-hmm.
0: And I think they did do that. I mean, they progressed between those two elements. They um, did. They did. Which, which I thought was good. But I, I think I think what I'm, I'm trying to understand, and some, something that I agree with you is that maybe I think they could have showed it a little bit more at the beginning. Yeah, that's the, what I, that's what I think. But yeah. um, I mean, you had the whole. Uh, I think, I think the big, the big shift in the story was when uh, Aunt May dies. Yeah. Um, I think that's like okay okay all right like let's see if you got a big heart you know when someone close to you passes away i think Mm -hmm. that's when that's when i'm like okay i was like now i was like okay now we're getting there now we're getting to like you know the dilemma that spider-man faces and yep um uh with the great
1: hero comes great responsibility so great power right? great power yeah <laughs> she says yeah she becomes essentially the uncle ben character yeah. to his version of spider-man mm-hmm. because she's a you know a single aunt i don't know if they ever introduced uncle ben in this universe no. I, I don't i don't think there is an uncle ben in this universe but she is essentially his uncle ben and she says you know she says the classic line when she's yeah. dying great she's hero, like great, with power. great power there must come great responsibility she says a little bit differently mm-hmm. Um, and you know with the, the people were like cheering and stuff like that um I had another I had a little bit of issue with her death as well because I feel like their relationship throughout the three movies wasn't enough for me mm. to personally care mm-hmm. but I could see that like Peter Parker's character cares mm-hmm. which i think is enough right mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. enough but I would have i would have liked for me personally as well to feel to care mm-hmm. going into this movie I knew somebody was going to die mm-hmm. right because I feel like I feel like they kind of gave off that vibe with the trailer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, somebody important to him is going to die. I didn't know if it was going to be MJ. I didn't know if it was going to be at May. I thought it could have been happy. Happy. yeah, I was thinking happy. Happy was who I expected. It wasn't happy. Thankfully. Cause yeah. I actually like happy's character. I want him to stick around. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, I think the, the MA thing for me too.
0: Um, because I mean, if you look at, like if you just look at the amazing Spider-Man um, dynamic between Gwen and, yeah, Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Right, is I think I felt way more emotional when Gwen passed away compared to 100 percent to Aunt May, but I'm not saying that um, Aunt May's this Aunt May's this current Aunt May's is bad. No, I just I, I'm I'm saying that I just want to I wanted yeah. to see more of their relationship. Yeah, no, she was great and she's she great. great. I mean, Marissa Tomei is an Academy Award winner. She yeah. is an insane actress, and when she was when she was on the screen, and thank God she got more screen time with this one. Yeah. um, because. She killed it with the time that she had. I just wish that we got more of a development of the relationship, which I think we did, but I don't think we got it as
1: compared to the. I don't know why I keep comparing it to the other version of Spider-Man, but I think you can't. You have to. It's. uh, It's. It's. There's no way to not right Uh because the whole reason we got this many versions of Spider-Man is because Sony fucked up big time, over and over and over again. Yeah, you know, and they couldn't just keep hold of you know one character to play the damn thing and when it came to andrew garfield's version they did him dirty mm-hmm. and they were supposed to make a third they never did spider-man 4 was supposed to happen with toby mcguire that didn't did, happen yeah. bad things bad things so the fact that we now have three movies with tom holland plus infinity war Endgame, and uh civil war i think he's in for yeah, a little he's bit a civil war. so he's in like six movies already Mm-hmm. You know, that right there is already a testament to, like, okay, we can finally, like, kind of trust this mm-hmm. Sony and Marvel collaboration because they're actually caring about the character and not just tossing him mm-hmm. like they were before. So that also is a testament to Tom Holland and how good of a job he's doing by playing the character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that Ant May dying – was like a necessity for Peter's storyline to progress and for oh, yeah. him to you know basically have a moment to mature and be like okay like i i ha- she, he got the classic line great power comes great responsibility and that clicked for him that this uh, isn't all just a game he mm-hmm. can't just be this kid anymore um he has a responsibility to use his powers for good and to protect those that he loves. Mm-hmm. Which we see that in the end of this movie when he kinda separates himself from his friends. We'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know, following up to that is like the big moment in <laughs> yep. this movie. Yep. Yeah, it is. And this is where the crowd just lost their damn minds, including myself. <laughs> I saw I saw your cousin too from the corner of my eye. He was losing his mind. <laughs> Wait which one Which one was it Those are Sam 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 was (laughs) losing his mind And um, (laughs) There's a scene where um, Oh here's the thing They were Doctor Strange assigned Peter with the You know Assignment to Lock up all of these villains So that they can Have them Secured in this place And then he can Cast another spell spell To send send them back To the universe And their fate Essentially would be death Because Mm -hmm. they all die in their prospective universes. Peter's trying to save them in this whole altercation. He traps Doctor Strange in this different, you know, like uh, multiverse, like parallel thing. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back with this magic box thing that, you know, they were going to cast a spell to send the villains back. And then he gives Ned Doctor Strange's ring. (laughs) 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 And then Ned's kind of just playing and waving his hands around, talking to MJ. And then he like accidentally... Like they think of the, f- they're like trying to find Peter because Peter runs away after mm-hmm. Aunt May dies and he's all sad and of course, mm-hmm. and they can't find him. And so they're like, <laughs> Ned's like waving his hands like, find Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. <laughs> 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 you see the portal and there's this back alley and you just see like, you just see Spider Man like look and you're like, oh, and he's that's like, what? oh is that him? And then the crowd is like, oh my god, no way, <laughs> oh my god, no way. And he starts to come closer and come closer and you can see that you know. mask had like bigger eyes and stuff it Mm -hmm. was a little bit different looking yeah he pops through the screen and who is it it's andrew garfield The amazing Spider-Man and the crowd lost it. Oh, you Yo, that
0: I, everyone was screaming, screaming and our theater.
1: And he had, Andrew Garfield has a lot to answer for now because he's been lying about the fact that he's not <laughs> in this movie for months now. And we were
0: talking about this yesterday <laughs> because yeah. he's in tick, tick, boom, which is getting a lot of Oscar buzz right now. And he's doing a lot of press for this film, which he was going to, he's going to continue to do a lot of press for this film because mm-hmm. it's definitely going to get nominated um, for an Oscar. And I just know, like you said, they're not gonna ask him about this film about Tick Tick Boom. <laughs> they're gonna ask. They're gonna ask him questions about Spider Man. Yeah, the it's, entire it's time. So unfortunately, <laughs> it's
1: unfortunate he's going in. You know, he has an Oscar run for his career right now again, and nobody can <laughs> no <one cares. laughs> the press I do just wants ever to like, Spider Man. So
0: are you doing another Spider Man? I think that's gonna be the question. Yeah. Uh, throughout uh, his press tours, which is gonna be funny. But, yeah, I mean, also, shout out Ned because um they, they just elevated Ned's character in this film, which I loved. Yeah. Um
1: And they gave the kid some, so some he, purpose, you know. They did. And it, which he was had,
0: nice. I mean, he just had, I think I saw a, a TikTok and you said, you know, this man was responsible for one of the biggest events in MCU history, this oh, yeah. character. Yeah. And she, she, I don't know the actor's name. Oh, my gosh. But shout out that
1: actor. Uh, it's uh, something Battle On. Yeah. forgot. Um, yeah. But he, oh, man, <laughs> what a moment. And then like, you know, he pulls Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man comes through. And then when he pulls off his mask, like everybody knew already because mm-hmm. he looked like it was the Spider-Man costume. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls his mask, mask. off and everybody loses Screams. their was <laughs> screaming in the theater. People were cheering like crazy. never seen anything like this. Never. Not even when I saw yeah, Avengers Endgame, to be completely honest with you, my my theater wasn't reacting like this. Oh really? No, it wasn't. No, yeah. But yeah, for for this
0: Spider-Man, my theater was
1: this theater was definitely louder than my theater. Oh yeah. Um it was crazy, crazy, crazy. And you know, they do the classic the the, the classic thing which is if you got to bring one, you got to bring <laughs> both. And Ned summons <laughs> another Spider-Man cuz they were like, "Ah, oh, it's not the right Spider-Man. Let's keep looking." And then all of a sudden Old man Tony no, they McGuire. said let's, he, he said let's keep
0: looking everyone's like everyone in theaters like oh. he's like oh everyone's just
1: everyone's whispering to one another and then, <laughs> and then Toby Toby's Maguire, old ass shows up <laughs> he walks through the portal just in regular clothes and I uh, that's when my jaw dropped because I was <laughs> like dude I watched Toby McGuire become spider man at the age of seven mm-hmm. in theaters and now in a couple weeks I'm turning 27. It's been 20 years since I've seen this man, like for the first time. And he, I'm so sorry, Toby, like he's old, man. (laughs) (laughs) He looked so (laughs) old and it made me feel old. I am getting old. I'm like, I was like, bro, what is, what what is this? But it was incredible. It was, oh, it was, what a moment. The, the, man, you thought, you thought Endgame was fan (laughs) service. bro, this is next level fanciers. They literally brought back 20 years worth of Spider-Man history into one movie. Mm -hmm. And like the entire time I'm watching this and I'm like, this is amazing. Like I can't believe that, you know, that they actually pulled this off and brought Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back. But even more, I was thinking in my head, I was like, I can't imagine how Tom Holland felt making this movie with those two next to him. Because like as a kid growing up and you know I feel like I feel like a lot of us can relate like we all grow up watching Spider Man we're like oh Oh, I I wish I could be Spider Man and like he is Spider Man Mm -hmm. you know but like now he gets to be Spider Man with his two the other two Spider Man that he probably looked up to his entire life Mm -hmm. and that's just like that's peak career moment and he's early in his career and I
0: can't I can't even imagine. Like how it was on set to see that happening. Right. Just, I i would be in awe. I yeah. would be jo- like, when there's just some, like the scene where they're, where they're, they're, they're web swinging all over the place together and they land together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they land on the Statue of the Statue Liberty. Statue of Liberty together. All and they through, All man. through them in that stance and that Spider Man, that classic Spider Man stance. It's like, wow. Like, I imagine when they had to get that done, like yeah. when they filmed that
1: and, and the crowd uh, was popping off yeah wild.
0: when they were doing everyone's like let's go
1: <laughs> oh yeah i loved it i love the dynamic of seeing all three of them together mm-hmm. i love the fact that they like had you know their little spider-man banter like in a lab making all the stuff and they're like questioning toby like that comes out of you like your, sh- your webs come out of you like we have to make our webs through web shooters and stuff like it, it was hilarious like, <laughs> seeing I, all that play out
0: when it asked toby <laughs> about about his best friend Oh yeah. oh, yeah. My best friend betrayed me.
1: <laughs> he's like my best and friend. And then he died in my arms. And that's like... Yeah, he's like he became a supervillain and he died in my arms. Like, Ned's just like, uh... <laughs> uh uh-huh. But I think I think one of the best moments uh, of seeing all three of them together was the fact that I think John Watts had the... um, He had, like, the... I'm having a hard time finding the words, but John Watts knew Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, like the situation coming into this movie, mm-hmm. and he knows that that his films and in, and in, in Andrew Garfield himself was done a great disservice mm-hmm. by by Sony and everything. Like he got screwed over with his Spider-Man films because Andrew Garfield is a great actor, yeah, and you, his dynamic <sighs> with Emma Stone in that movie as Gwen is incredible. If you go back and watch, it's one of the best parts of. Mm -hmm. both those films and he made sure that bringing Andrew Garfield back in this film that he did him service and did his character right yes I agree because I think out of you know for me I hold Tobey Maguire Spider-Man like close to my heart and near and dear like Mm -hmm. he is my Spider-Man because that's the one I grew up watching yeah you know but the highlight of this was Andrew Garfield i 100
0: i agree i mean obviously tom holland is the highlight as well but i thought i think like as the highlight of them together yeah when just when andrew just comes on this like just came on i was like bro oh my gosh he stole the show he stole it was incredible. i was in awe i was like bro he, I, he, I was like he really had the he really could be the best spider-man oh he could
1: i 100 I agree
0: and I was I was just like, bro, he's he's I was like he's literally playing the part so perfectly. Yeah. And it, and I think I think maybe because, you know, Andrew Garfield has worked on so many projects. I mean yeah. his I mean he is an Academy Award nominee and also he's getting us probably gonna get another nomination and most likely we'll probably get a win. I mean he's worked on social network, Hacks Hot Ridge. I mean those are two yeah. great films. And tech tech boom now. And just to just to see him there you could see the caliber that he is with acting he's in another
1: level he is and like they all they did really with this character was just give him funny lines to say (laughs) and stuff like that but like he just embodies peter parker and spider-man very well Mm -hmm. tom holland does as well toby all did they all did it in their respective ways like they did it well Mm -hmm. but i think i mentioned this to you when the movie was over we're walking out i was like Had Andrew Garfield been given the same resources as Tom Holland And be able to make, you know, an MCU version, Spider-Man You know, big budget, everything Director, the whole team, Kevin Feige, everything He would have been the all-time best Spider-Man that we've had Mm -hmm. Especially with his dynamic with Emma Stone as Gwen It would have been, it would have had the best depth The best acting and just deliverance of performance and yeah unfortunately i think he's over the age of being able to play that version of peter parker that's like Mm -hmm. you know high school or whatever just getting into college Mm -hmm. um but there are really good things to appreciate from his movies even though he was done wrong yeah
0: oh yeah there definitely is i think in terms of with me i think with his movies what i appreciate a lot is the character development yeah with him just the dynamics that he has yeah with um Uncle Ben with his aunt you know when yeah. he's in the first i think it's in the amazing when the amazing spider in this first movie after uncle ben dies he's coming home beaten up all the time mm-hmm. and uh, and Aunt May is like what is is it her name is her name is Aunt May in the film yeah. As well yeah. yeah so and she was like Peter what is going on with you mm-hmm. and it's like i can and he's and he's just crying and emotional he's like i just can't tell you like i'm sorry i can't And it's just like, dang.
1: It showed a way mm -hmm. deeper, like broken family dynamic, Mm -hmm. especially uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Aunt May starts taking like nursing classes with a bunch of young students to try to make money to like being a nurse to provide for her and for Peter, Mm -hmm. you know, while she has no idea that Peter's out here like freaking defending all of New York. Mm -hmm. And again, another element, like they did a really good job of showing Spider-Man as the defender of New York. If you watch the Amazing Spider-Man, i think uh the first one the Amazing spider-man the first one uh the scene where he gets shot by the cops he gets shot in the leg while he's trying to you know go save the city and trying to defeat the the lizard character there's a scene where all of the construction workers come together and like start manning the cranes to help him swing to the building to go defeat the lizard incredible incredible watching the power of the people come together to help this hero mm-hmm. so he can swing from the cranes because he was too broken down, too hurt mm-hmm. uh, to be able to you know, mm-hmm. go and, and save the city. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the element of Spider-Man that we're missing, that we haven't gotten yet, that I, yeah, feel, we, like we we I yes. feel like it's we coming. Will. I, I feel we like will. it's coming. I
0: think it's will. And just one thing I wanna highlight about Andrew is that you know, after watching him on screen, I was like, Yo, I, I gotta go back and watch. Amazing Spider-Man one and two. Yeah, I got to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, it made me want to to rewatch him again and, it and appreciate.
1: You, yeah, you make it. makes you appreciate those <laughs> movies more. It does. It, it makes really those does. movies better. <laughs> I, it definitely does. I agree. This movie makes those movies better.
0: This movie makes the old ones better, the old ones better. Yeah. I agree.
1: Then um, than, than they were before. Yeah,
0: and I think the big question is now. I think a lot, I, even on Twitter, I was going through Twitter, you know, and a lot of a lot of fans are asking, "Yo, so." the amazing spider-man 3 is that a
1: possibility (laughs) yeah they're asking for more andrew garfield because i I think a lot of fans know that yeah brother killed it yeah (laughs) you know he can still do it he can play like an older version i the thing is too like watching toby come back i was like dude it's a this is amazing like and i want like a old man toby Mm -hmm. like or old man Spider Man, like mm-hmm. kind of like a Logan esque mm-hmm. thing with Tobey Maguire, I feel like would be really good, or with Andrew Garfield in a few years when he's older. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing Toby do it would be amazing because oh, he's the yeah. OG, you know. Yeah. And Toby was great in this movie too. Yeah, he, he just
0: Toby did what he had to do. I he think did he did. He, had,
1: pro- he did what he had to do. You know, it was a different time when he played Spider Man. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like uh, the way that films were made and characters were portrayed is a little more corny, mm-hmm. like yeah, you know. But for that, he is perfect for that. And yeah. he came back very much still being his same self mm-hmm. you know a little bit more like mature i guess or older just wise but he still he delivered he delivered
0: yeah and i want to talk about this i'm not gonna lie this film uh remind me a lot of into the spider-verse which is um mm-hmm. uh i don't know i guess some people kind of <laughs> kind of pissed off on you when listening Got but triggered. into the spider-verse is my favorite spider-man movie um but um so uh one element two things that uh, that reminded me a lot was um uh Toby Spider-Man when he came on stretching his back and all this stuff reminded me of Peter B. Parker, which was the the, the Peter Parker who was who was a lot older and um was like stretching his back, having back pains and yeah. all this stuff. Maybe he got the dab bod. <laughs> 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 it just reminded me uh Toby Spider-Man reminded me of that, that Spider Man in Into the Spider-Verse. Right. But also they did the meme. Yeah. Of of pointing at each other. Yeah. And I think that's what fans wanted. Like, wait, who are you? No, who are you? No, I'm Spider Man. No, who's Spider Man? I'm Spider Man. He's like, oh, I'm Peter. 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 yeah uh,
1: Peter. Peter. <laughs> Ned's like, uh, Peter? He's like, everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, no, the other thing. He's like, uh, we're all named Peter. <laughs> yeah, he's Peter. I'm Peter. Peter 1, Peter 2. Uh, it's
0: just.
1: <laughs> oh, that part was funny, too. Oh, When they oh, yeah. were like, they, they didn't know how to fight together. So they were like, yeah, we don't know how to work as a team. And then he's like, <laughs> Tom Holland's like, <laughs> I was an Avenger. <laughs> Toby's you like, were an avenger that's great <laughs> what is that <laughs> Andrew, like is that a band were you in a band <laughs> you know they had to have their classic like marvel like comedy one-liners and mm-hmm. stuff which i thought was great they, yeah they went off on a tangent about you know uh you know existential crisis and like having a bad back and like andrew helping toby like crack his back and stuff mm-hmm. like it's all great yeah. it's all great um
0: and then um, the scene where um,
1: Andrew saves Zendaya, MJ. Yeah, that was just that. I I know that that was either Kevin Feige or John Watts being like, I'm gonna give, you know, the respects to Andrew Garfield's version, of Spider Man, and like, have him finally save, you know, hey, MJ. Save MJ. Yo. You know, and that was great. And they like, he catches her and they say, and they, it, like, fans predicted that. Yeah. You know, fans yeah. got yeah. that right. Oh yeah. That was a good fan prediction. Mm-hmm. They got I think right.
0: Sam, uh, Sam in our, in our comments, um, yeah. to some extent he, he said it. Um, he said, I, I think he's kind he kind of worded it differently, but he, he was, did. I think to an extent he was right on the, on the prediction.
1: And, um, he was, he was, he said, uh, I'm going to pull up Sam's comment right now. Uh, well, before that, he said that he loved it. I think he commented twice, and then he also said, "Yeah, I think that in that scene where Zendaya was falling, instead of Peter saving her or Tom Holland's Peter saving her, it's gonna be Andrew Garfield's Peter because it doesn't want what happened to him to happen to Tom Holland's Peter."
0: Oh, he got it, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah
1: he, got uh, it. he got it. He nailed it. And then they like look at each other. He has her in her ar- in his arms, and they look at each other, and she's like he's like asking her are you okay and he's like tearing up she's like yeah she's like, are you okay and he's just like tearing up and nods his head and the whole theater was like oh so like, <laughs> Had grown man going
0: Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, awesome i love it i love it i love it <laughs> yeah
1: and, and like more of these comments too like your brother gabe he said i'm scared toby and andrew won't appear in the movie and many fans are gonna be extra butthurt dude i was too but they delivered <laughs> they delivered <laughs> <laughs> yep. they, they delivered it was great it oh. was great um thank god will and your cousin as well will said uh, but i'm hoping to see uh what i'm hoping to see is all three spider-man there i'm hoping to see tom holland spider-man in trouble and the other two spider-man come and save him i hope to see gwen stacy as well even if it's a cameo would be pretty dope and i heard it's emma stone I'd love to see her as Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Woman, and interact with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. We get Fortunately, that. Fortunately, we, we didn't get that. Yeah. Uh, she was pregnant during the making mm. of this film, so yeah. they couldn't get her in there. Although, what's to say that they can't in the future? Mm-hmm. You know, because endless possibilities now that they open this whole multiverse thing, they mm-hmm. can bring back anybody, dude. Oh, yeah, they can. They, they can, can bring back Thanos if they want. They They can can. bring back Iron Man if they want. (laughs) No one is dead. (laughs) Yeah, no one's dead. No one is dead. (laughs) No one's dead because their variant or a different version of themselves is available somewhere to come through. You know, and good
0: characters that they're not dead.
1: Um, uh, We have a reaction from Caleb. Caleb said, "Post film, uh, he said something really good. Finally, made Tom Holland feel like Spider Man and not the next Iron Man. John Watts and Tom Holland should be proud of this movie. It was pretty damn good." Yeah. I agree I agree because you know that was one of my complaints is he always has to get rescued kind by of we were labeling him as Iron Man Junior he essentially was <laughs> I mean he essentially was in this universe he was because he was given the suit by Tony Stark so Tony Stark recruited him and then when it came to like you know in in Homecoming, when the whole incident with the fairy is happening and it's like the fairy is falling apart and stuff, he messed up. And then, who has to come save the day? Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And then he gives him a lecture and takes away the suit, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he proves himself at the end Mm -hmm. going solo. That's one of the, you know, one of the, uh, in that movie and in the end of uh, Far From Home, he does do a couple things like resolves things solo by himself. Yeah. But a lot of times he resorts to uh, just asking adults for help. Which in this movie he asked for Doctor Strange's help, and then at the end to defeat all these villains that he was trying to help that just ended up going rogue, he needed the other two Spider Man to help him. You That's know, true. he didn't really ask them for help; they showed up. Okay, yeah, they showed up, but <laughs> he needed the help. Yeah, they yeah. He needed the help. Makes there was sense. no way that he was gonna but get this done with, by himself. Yeah. Um,
0: what is it? So, I mean, the villains. I mean, we gotta we gotta talk about the villains real quick. I think the highlight. Of the villain was was William Dafoe. Oh my gosh, as a Green Goblin. Bro, that scene where Tom Holland is punching him. Like just absolutely yeah. just wailing him. You think like, oh shoot, he's gonna kill him. He's punching him in the face, punching him in the face, punching him in the face. And he just starts smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was some like Joker esque scene when the Dark Knight the, the interrogation scene. That's how I was like, Whoa, okay, this is this is this
1: is incredible. It was. <laughs> I, was, it I really was, was like, well, I was, whew. And, like, I really actually really like the scene where, uh, you know, he's building all these tools to help the villains inside of Happy's home. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of a sudden his spider sense goes off. And he's just kind of looking around. And the scene is, like, lingering and lingering and, like, like you know, just panning around to all the villains and panning to Peter. And then all of a sudden he just whips a web right at uh, Green Goblin's hand. And that's when he like, he went from being like you know uh, Norman Mm Osborn to the Green Goblin, and he does that voice, and he's all sinister and stuff, and I was like, oh. Just shows Willem Dafoe still got it. He's like sixty-six years old, and he just flips like that.
0: And you know he wanted to do the stunts for this film. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> he
1: was that was like one of his conditions, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, "I'll do it if I can do the action stunts myself," <laughs> which is crazy. See, I just These don't want to.
0: He said, "I just don't want to be a, a a cameo." He said, "I yeah. want to have a purpose in the film." And he very much does. Mm-hmm. He, he has is, a purpose which was in the film, and I think the other heroes were. I mean, the other villains were great too. Um, yeah. They all played a great role. Um, but also, uh, one thing I loved was that last shot of Toby and Andrew hugging, yeah, like side hugging, and then smiling after they go back. Yeah, uh, just. And I have that <laughs> screenshot saved to my phone now because. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> scene. All right, uh, let's. I think let's get to the, to like the, the main purpose of of what happened to the story. Um, yeah. Everyone forgot who Spider Man was. Yep. Yeah. Everyone in the world. Yeah. The Avengers. They don't know who he is. They don't know who Peter Parker is—not Spider-Man. Yeah. Excuse me, but Peter. They don't know who's b- under the mask. Yeah. Um, so I think what I'm trying to understand is that Spider-Man was still, you know, Spider-Man in that universe. I think he did help the Avengers in and in the Infinity War and Endgame. They just didn't know who was under that mask. Right. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And um, uh, Charlie commented on a, on a plot hole there where he could have easily <laughs> he, if. Doctor Strange is a magician or whatever, he could just easily go to Doctor Strange and be like, yo, you can just do magic, so.
1: Yeah, like he couldn't, He the, the whole problem was that he couldn't cast this spell to begin with because there was too many elements to the spell in one. Like Peter was changing the spell like six times, mm-hmm. the original spell, to make people uh, essentially like forget that he was Spider-Man so mm-hmm. that he can have his, you know, his privacy back. And then, you know, he it ended up being in the end that they had to do that spell anyway right so I was like okay why can't dr. strange just cast the spell make everybody forget he's spider-man give it a couple days and then just cast a spell that allows you know MJ and Ned and all the Avengers to know that he's spider-man yeah
0: cuz he could reveal to the Avengers that he's spider-man because they know who spider-man is yeah they just don't know who Peter Parker is exactly so
1: yeah little bit of a plot hole yeah, there but i but understand I, where they're trying to go with mm-hmm.
0: this i mean because then you have the multiverse of madness and right all that whole that whole yeah. aspect um so yeah so after watching this trilogy and um trying to you know understand what the whole purpose of this trilogy was i i, I call this a setup trilogy though all three films are a setup to spider-man yeah to who spider-man really is it is. It and was one long origin story. <laughs> it was just three. It was three films yeah. into one, three three films combined
1: for origin story. It's an origin without seeing the origin of like you know the classic like Peter mm-hmm. gets bit by a spider, he gets superpowers. Yeah. you know. So we could skip. We skip that part because we've seen it mm-hmm. twice. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's a it's a it's an origin story set up to progress to Peter being Spider Man and finally gaining this identity because this whole time he's battling with it and he's not quite sure that he wants to be Mm spider-man you see that in far from home where he gives up edith and he's like i can't take on this you know this leadership role essentially that tony stark is leaving behind for me i can't take on this responsibility which aunt may told told him like with great power and great responsibility responsibility. and now it's starting to click for him and you see it in the end as well once everybody forgets that he's you know that he is spider-man it's like uh mj and ned's character he sees him in a coffee shop and he, it's like they don't actually even know who he is mm-hmm. anymore it's not like they're not friends anymore but he saw that you know it got them into mit they're happy and he just decides to let them be happy mm-hmm. and not intervene and mm-hmm. in, involve them in this yeah and messed. he just wants his friends to live their life and be happy and be safe which is a mature choice mm-hmm. for peter Yeah, and it was crazy and then
0: that that end shot with the with the suit that the classic suit like class uh, we got the classic suit
1: yep yep. and then and i was um i was very uh happy about that last shot because it's like he's swinging through new york it's snowing it's dark out and we finally got like a cool swing sequence <laughs> for <laughs> tom holland's <laughs> spider-man because i feel like we didn't get those yeah. before, like very limited mm-hmm. and it would always be interjected with some sort of like comedy or some sort of you know dumb little mcu thing that they like to do mm-hmm. But we finally got moments in this movie of like they held on to the hero shot or like the disparity shots and like they didn't just interject with comedy mm-hmm. all the time finally (laughs) Finally. (laughs) and yeah that last scene where he's just swinging out into the into the city like that to me is pointing into the direction of okay peter parker is now embracing that he's spider-man and now his sole purpose instead of running away from this and instead of just wanting to be a teenager all the time wanting the girl chasing the girl chasing to be cool or loved by like you know people are being validated is that he is here now to defend the city yeah and that is the purpose of spider-man and that's the spider-man that we've gotten from from uh, from Tobey Maguire from Andrew Garfield you know it was like early on they had the same things that Tom Holland's character dealt with but then very quickly they were like I have to defend the city mm-hmm you know but this one they this one of- they lingered on mm-hmm. for a little bit and gave you know a whole trilogy of origin and then now this is where i get excited for tom Holland's spider-man to see what it is that he's going to do and he's not just a kid anymore he's the defender of new york and i want to see the interaction between spider-man and the citizens of new york that is what Mm spider-man is yeah that's what i want to see
0: we got it and um all right so we got two post-credit scenes with this with this film and um all right so the first one was so venom so the venom tom hardy's venom was in this universe um after yeah. you know the spell peter did and dr change did the spell um but he never sh- he only showed up in the credit scene and what happened was he just got sent back to his universe yeah he got and wiped away just he like left politics. the he left um his, the symbiote yeah his symbiote yeah. which um i think danny rojas now you know <laughs> then, you know, has, has is, cameo. Is, is he gonna Ted be venom? venom is he gonna be venom
1: uh, no you know what i think it's gonna happen it's gonna be a similar thing to spider-man 3 ah uh, okay it's gonna go that's my prediction okay. i feel like the symbiote's gonna make its way to the city maybe get onto peter uh-huh. and then he's like this evil spider-man because we haven't had that version mm-hmm. yet because we, we we uh you know the other spider-man movies deal with this uh dynamic of spider-man as a vigilante you know some people have that view of him like he's evil he's not a good guy he's a bad guy he's here to hurt people mm-hmm. we don't have that yet from tom holland's version essentially
0: i mean we kind of we got it with this one with the whole uh
1: yes, yes the whole daily bugle right stuff that's this is the first glimpse we got so mm-hmm. like daily bugles here and they're a spider-man hater classic right mm-hmm. yeah so now i feel like it's gonna dive it could dive deeper into that and mm-hmm. in trying to make spider-man a menace instead of a hero that's gonna be interesting, yeah. mm-hmm. and and then after
0: that we got um a, basically a trailer to Doctor Strange. Yep. Um, a lot of people were,
1: well, I would say our group were kind of like okay. Yeah, like uh, I could I could have waited I on could've. a trailer for Doctor Strange. I yeah. don't mind watching that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That didn't have to be the second uh post credit scene in my opinion. And I see so many people hyping that up. No, I mean that but that I mean. post credit scene. Like no, no, but I'm saying like in terms of like they're making it a highlight of this movie. I don't think it was because I went I, when we went we went to watch Nightmare Alley last night. And yeah, I was in the concession stand and the and you know one of the employees was like, oh, talking to this other guy. He's like, oh, you watching Spider Man? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Make sure you stay for the post credit scenes, especially the second one. It's incredible. And I was like, eh, okay. I mean, like we were gonna I get think, the trailer anyway. I
0: think what's incredible about it is because we see two versions of Doctor Strange. Right. And we knew. I think we knew before. We knew that in the multiverse of madness that's going to be the conflict. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was already expecting oh okay, he's battling. True. So that I, happened, I re- we already yeah. knew it was going to happen because yeah, we, it was gonna because happen. of what if. Um exactly. So yeah, if you guys haven't seen what if, definitely watch what if. There is no problem skipping through episodes. Definitely watch the episode with Doctor Strange. That is huge for the multiverse of madness.
1: Yeah. Um but, but um ex- i I could have done without i was hoping more for a reveal or a glimpse of Of. who miles morales is like for live action yeah we wanted a live action miles morales and they hinted at it they hinted at it during the movie electro's like he was like yeah good job kid. like uh hoping there's a black spider-man out there somewhere you know (laughs) something like that yeah you know and it's like and everybody was like oh Uh, like uh, just talking about uh, miles uh, and we want to see it but like i said my theory is they're going to hold off on that to be a post credit scene for a film that's not going to perform as well. Kind of like a Venom 2. The whole reason people sat through an hour and a half of Venom 2 garbage, garbage, <laughs> garbage, garbage, garbage <laughs> movie was so that you could oh. see at the end that uh you know the like something goes off, opens up the multiverse and now he's in Spider-Man's universe and he sees Spider-Man on the screen. That was such a tease cuz he didn't do anything. It was in a that tease universe. and they wasted it. They wasted it. Yeah. They completely wasted it. He's like, "Oh, I have to go pay a visit to this kid, whatever." And then they don't. They didn't. Yeah, Far from home. Yeah. What's going to pay a visit is probably the symbiote thing that got mm-hmm. left. So uh, that was uh, the visit. The visit is that the symbiote is yeah. now in that and universe. Tossed him back to his own universe, which was kind of yeah, kinda dumb. But yeah, I feel like they're going to save that for later. But I digress. Movie's great, man. Movie's great. It is great. Why, uh, Obviously, if you stuck around until this part of the podcast, it means that you already seen it or you just don't care about excitement don't <laughs> yep. care about your life so mm-hmm. you like <laughs> you like to spoil things which is kind of upsetting like come on
0: i <laughs> know uh, no judgment here y'all if y'all want to see <laughs> up to y'all
1: but um it's worth yeah. watching it good luck is. getting a ticket if you are like if you just listen like if you didn't watch the movie but you don't care about being spoiled or anything like you're still like you know, deciding, a weekday, I think weekdays is going to be fine. You can definitely find on weekdays, the, bro. I already checked. You checked weekdays and I it's checked, still, I checked for Monday. Monday is like phew, gone. Tuesday, because a lot of people like it's Tuesdays, our, five dollar Tuesdays, yeah. And Christmas is right around the corner, so like a lot of people are, especially this year with COVID and stuff, people are either working from home or they're getting more time off. Mm-hmm. So I know I am at least, so people are going to the movies, yeah. You know? They're going to movies. they're packing up the theater. So right now to get tickets, really really tough. But I'm sure that like like I said, it's still worth sitting at the very front. Yeah, <laughs> it is. At mm-hmm. least for opening night, it was because mm-hmm. of the reactions for the crowd. Um, but it, it' fantastic, fantastic episode. Yeah, we love this, and I
0: hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, first, uh, we want to thank you guys who for, for, for um responding. To those reels, uh, to the reel that we want that we made that Charlie made. Charlie's killing it with editing game right now, and um, bro, I feel like crap. doing that reel, but, <laughs> I started, like, but you killed it. Trash. You killed it. You sounded dope. Your voice sounded really good. But also, um, we are so happy to be back. Um, I'm on break for my semester of uh, second to last semester in college. I have one more semester left before I graduate, and Thank then <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I know adult, adulting's about to hit me. But um, <laughs> Get ready. um yeah, uh, so expect a good amount of episodes to be coming up. Uh, I know we're going to hit the new year soon and it's Christmas coming up. So we want to wish you guys a happy holidays and Merry Christmas and a new year to you guys. Expect another episode. We will be doing a review of Nightmare Alley. But also, since it's almost the end of the year, we are lining up our top 10 films of the year. Um, the films that we loved. And um, yeah, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys soon.